Welcome back to Not Your Average BS, where we talk about what everybody else is thinking. I'm Brendy. I'm Shannon. What's up, guys? Happy Monday. We are so excited because we have another guest on the podcast. This time, it's somebody who is not related to Brendy and I. We have Abby Farrow, who is a little bit, actually a lot of it, of a health and wellness expert. So on today's episode, we wanted to talk about how she graduated college picked up and moved out west to sunny California and basically focuses on brand building, being mindful with your body, um, and kind of pushing aside everything that the internet basically says that you should be doing. So common misconceptions and uh, people who like to insert an opinion that's not very valid. So without uh, further ado, let's get into today's episode by Abby introducing herself. Hi guys, what's up? It's so good to be here. I'm stoked. Um, yeah, so I uh, obviously we have some similar similarities uh, coming from UNC Charlotte. I actually yes. just drove through the campus yesterday. I was showing my boyfriend. Um, oh really? So yeah, yeah. It was empty. It was so empty. But um, yeah, studied uh, kinesiology, so exercise physiology, um, really just kind of focused on the body. Was really into athletes and and kind of the um, the uh, science that goes along with that. So did that, got on to a a pretty well-known brand in Charlotte called Clean Juice when it was really, really uh, early on. So um, yeah, that's kind of like 30,000 foot view of everything. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, So now I'm here. I well, I mean, I'm actually back in North Carolina for the time being because we're quarantined, but yeah, yeah, California, um, been out there for like 10 months now, which is really weird to say because it feels very surreal. Yeah. Um, So, but yeah. So what exactly do you do at Clean Juice? Do you want to tell everyone like your official title? Yeah, well, so my official title is like podcast and marketing strategist. And um, luckily, it gives me a lot of like autonomy to kind of um, do what I think works or will work for the brand, which is kind of fun. So um, I kind of now it's more of I I filed for my own company. And I do like contract work. Yeah, yeah. So so they basically contract me to work on projects and do like, um, yeah, different public relations stuff. So like yesterday or the day before yesterday, I was on uh, good morning, Charlotte or yeah, Charlotte today. Um, just talking about the things that we're doing as a a community for, you know, um, those around us when it comes to our doors being open for clean juice and like ways that, you know, you can support your immune system and stuff. So I do some PR, um, I do the podcast coordinating. So um, like, you know, finding really unique guests to come on and just talk about, you know, their topics of ex- expertise. Um, and then also more so like along the lines of just some, some unique like marketing concepts and storytelling concepts for the brand. Um, and, and a lot of nutrition, some, some other nutritional stuff that's not really on the forefront, but that, that too. Yeah. yeah. So since you majored at UNC Charlotte in kinesiology and you said you worked with athletes, what made you kind of like decide to go more so of like the brand building route and we'll get into this like a little bit deeper but what was kind of that um step away from working with athletes 
Oh my gosh. Well, crazy 30,000 foot view. What's cool is I actually work with athletes and I work with clean juice. So I match the two together in mm-hmm. terms of like partnerships now, which has been really cool. Or at least one at one point I was kind of more so what I was doing, but I actually started at clean juice. I'm the one of two employees that's still there to this day when I was a mom and pop shop. So we've got wow. thousands of employees now across the nation. Yeah. Cause we have 99 plus locations now. And so yeah, it's, it's really crazy. And so one of my jobs was like, obviously to kind of like travel to all of the different stores and see what was going on. But I started there when I was 18. Um, so I was a freshman in college. I had no idea it was going to turn into this. We had one location that had just opened in the first week. It was a mom and pop shop. Like I said, mom and pop shop style family run. Um, and I just happened to be one of the first employees because I was like, oh, this is something I can do like while I'm in college. Um, and it ended up being more so than any of us, I think, could have ever fathomed. Um, so I stayed on with them because uh, I wanted to go to college to play soccer. Um, that mm-hmm. would have been awesome. I had some knee injuries and issues. So I was like, you know what, if I'm not going to play a sport in college, you know, like, let me try to find something that I can kind of pour my heart and soul into. And it'll kind of give me a fuel, um, you know, outside of it, have like extracurricular stuff outside of, outside of studying. Yeah. Cause I, I was a, I was a lab rat. I was a, like a studying <laughs> nerd. Like <laughs> they were like, get her out of the library. She like, I would like, walk there from the circle university apartment complex at like four in the morning. So it was really good. I did not have an outlet. Yeah, it's good for me to have an outlet. Needless to say, yeah, for sure. Yeah, Yeah, but no, and then it eventually just turned into. I started doing. um, We had one store was doing like the events, like the farmers markets. I'm talking like I was wearing my original like farm to cup shirt that doesn't even exist anymore. (laughs) Trucking coolers and stuff, and now it's like um, now it's crazy because it's talking on the news and it's leading seminars with all of our franchise partners and attending national expos and um yeah just and then getting to talk with like-minded people in the industry that have done really well so it just kind of spiraled into something that I like could have honestly never even thought so really it was more so me jumping at an opportunity to be on board this like ground level yeah. like a brand that was building really mm-hmm. big as opposed to like me being like oh you know what? I'm not really interested in my major anymore like you know, I, I think I'm going to like find something else. It kind of just like mm-hmm. fell in my lap and I was like, well, crap, I guess I'm not necessarily doing what I thought I was going to be doing. Yeah. Um, but my professors like all through my junior and senior year of college were awesome because especially like shout out Dr. Moreno, shout out some of the <laughs> that like had me um, because I would literally, so like the last two years of college, I was traveling for clean juice. And so they would literally allow me to rearrange my like testing schedule. Oh, wow. Like they wow. were so accommodating. And um, I mean, I obviously like kind of let them know what was going on and like kind of was like, hey, you know, this honestly is like a better opportunity than I could ever imagine. Like I really need to be able to do this stuff. And yeah, mm-hmm. they were all super accommodating. And so I never like had any issues. So I ended up graduating and, you know, traveling literally the last two years of my college so you basically uh, started your career while you were still yeah, in undergrad. Right. Yeah, exactly. Which is really, it was really overwhelming for certain points. Like I did not honestly know if I was going to be able to handle it all. Cause I would fly out on Thursday night, 
I would be at a clean juice location or wherever I was going for like three to four days. And I'd come back usually like Monday, Monday night, sometimes maybe Tuesday really early. And then I would go to class on Tuesday. Oh my and then God. I would be there Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Luckily my like schedule was condensed like my senior year and I like had it like, I like, I like lucked out. Yeah. But, um, yeah, for a little while there, it was stressful. Wow. And I, um, I was <laughs> Like, I had like water up to my eyes. I was like, yeah, <laughs> I keep swimming. Like, yeah. So, so when did you have time to do your schoolwork? Just in between you traveling, or would you just kind of try and do it during the week? Um, you know, I had a really, I was kind of a Nazi for myself. Like, just I really did not like let myself deviate at all. I didn't party. Mm-hmm. I didn't do anything. Honestly, I wow. I like, I mean, I had some good times, obviously, like we all do, but I mean, I was at the library. Like I said, I would get up, I would go to the library at 4am. I would cook all my meals. I would go to bed at like nine most of the time. And that was like the routine for most of my college career. It was no deviating from that with the exception of like, I had like a long-term relation or like a long distance and long-term relationship through that. So like, and we were like, obviously wanting to see each other on the weekends, but he was like studying for med school. Yeah. Um, so like I would, I would like go and study at the NC state library as opposed to like the UNC Charlotte library on the weekends. Yeah. So it was like everything if I wasn't traveling. Right. So, um, yeah, it was like, it was a lot of balancing. It was a lot of balancing. Yeah. That's um, awesome that you could be that disciplined though, like starting in college because building those habits is really important and something like, honestly, I still struggle with too. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I know. But, but like, honestly, I don't think I would ever want to do it again quite to that extent. Cause I was, I was like, just gonna, <laughs> I was just gonna ask, like looking back on your collegiate experience, do you, are you grateful that you were super disciplined and never deviated? Or do you wish at times you kind of would have like let loose a little bit? I think I wish, like, I, I am super grateful for the experiences I had and I did definitely get to do a lot of really cool things. And I think that a lot of people might not necessarily have gotten to experience. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had a really great group of friends that were on like the Charlotte soccer team. And like, mm-hmm. so we would all hang out, but they were kind of in the same boat as me where it, it, it wasn't like they could go out and party all the time and things yeah. like that. So it was like really good that I had like friends that I could essentially align with really easily. And I knew I wasn't going to necessarily get too off track. Um, but I definitely say I would probably have maybe like cherished some of the college experiences a little bit more than I did. Yeah. Cause I like would always say like to like my friends and family, I'd be like, I don't even feel like I'm in college. I'm just my head down, grinding it out, like mm-hmm. doing yeah. what I need to do. Like all, all hands on deck at this point for, for like getting through this, but yeah, probably yeah. would have well, liked I think it's- maybe enjoyed it a little bit more. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think it's awesome though that you st- you had a group of friends around you that had similar goals because I think that's that's such an important part to success because if you had friends who were kind of making you feel bad for, you know, keeping your head down in the books and, you know, going to the library at 4 a.m., then you probably maybe would have deviated more than you even wanted to. Um, so exactly. I think that speaks to having such a solid group of friends, especially during college. Yeah, for sure. I'm really grateful for them. I mean, we're all still close to this day. Like I, yeah. 
I will like we they come to visit me in LA or and like the Bay like I've had friends meet me out in in the different cities and yeah and then one of them actually moved out to LA so she I'm in the oh, Bay and cool. she's in LA so we see each other cool. like a good amount yeah so there's those like core people where you're like oh my god okay thank god for you because I like <laughs> you know we struggled through it together and we didn't necessarily yeah, have the typical. Sure. she was like she was dating a, a guy that she was about to get married to well, one of them my friend Sam um she was dating a guy that she was um about to get married to and so her and I were both in like very different places in life where it's mm-hmm. like everybody's out partying and getting drunk and you know we're we feel like we're a little bit further ahead for some reason yeah yeah. So having those people that like really kind of felt like they might have just like figured matured a little bit quicker you're like okay like they kind of helped me like just continue to push on and um yeah thankful for that for sure yeah and now like but now like half of my friends are married and I was like wow okay, now I'm actually kind of okay. like, okay. like, yes, yes no seriously <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, um, getting into our appetizer, if you guys are new listeners to the podcast, our appetizer is something that Shannon and I like to do. That's an app or resource or book that we really like to use and encourage other people to use and just tell them about. Um, so Abby, do you have anything like that, that you wanted to share with us today? Yes. (laughs) Yes. Um, there is a book that I read that's assigned in yoga teacher training. Um, so I'm doing my yoga teacher training in Bali. Well, <laughs> I was supposed to do my yoga teacher oh. training in Bali in July. Um, don't know oh, if that's, that's actually awesome. going to be still on, but um, but there is like a book that kind of circulates the yoga community, and it is incredible. And you guys might have heard of it, but it's called Untethered Soul. And it's like one of those books that you can read and reread and reread again. And every single time you're going to read it, you're going to find something else and or it's going to be applicable to different things that you're going through. And it's one of the books that I've shared with people the most. Anytime somebody gives like wants a book recommendation, that's the one. I just my boyfriend is finishing it right now as we speak. Actually, he's like upstairs reading it. Um, (laughs) And it's by Michael Singer. And it's just like incredible. It's like a book that like, no matter who you are, what you're going through, guy, girl, whatever, it's just, it's like a Bible. <laughs> it is. And I actually had a, like, I had a good friend who plays for the Jets and he just got traded and, um, he was kind of like in a rut and, um, we would talk back and forth and like, uh, obviously like sports science stuff. And I was like, Hey, I'm going to send you a book and it has like a running horse on it. And I don't want you to think it's weird. Or lame. <laughs> like, I was like, I want you to read it just like, see. and he texted me back and he's like, oh my God, Abby, that book was incredible. Like every, like all of my friends on the New York Jets, he was like, I recommended it to all my teammates. Like, and so now they're like all, I'm pretty sure like, like a couple of people are like reading it, which is so awesome. So I'm like, if if I can get at least like one or a few people to read that book, like it is life changing. Yeah. Now I'm going to add it to my list. Yeah. Same here. (laughs) I'm like, (laughs) <laughs> um, you, so mentioned that it's, you mentioned that it's kind of a, you're using it for like your yoga um, teacher training but would you say that this is something that everybody could read Absolutely. whether you're involved with yoga or Absolutely. not it has no yoga like it doesn't talk about yoga at all in the book okay that's, that's the crazy part it, it's about an internal it, okay so it's, it's like the sounds again cliche and cheesy, but it's like about an internal journey like an internal journey yeah yeah and one of the first chapters that I read it's called the inner roommate and it talks about like that you don't just have one like 
voice going through your head. You have one voice going through your head and then you have something else that's listening to that voice and they Mm -hmm. go back and forth. And the way that it's described is incredible. And it makes you sit back and you're like, wow, wow. Whoa. Like, it's not like you have like just your conscious or your subconscious. It's like you have this thing that won't shut up and it's like always commentating and everything. And then you have something that's observing that. And wow. yeah, so it's a mind blowing book. Cause you'll sit back yeah. and go, Whoa, like I've never <laughs> thought about it like that before. Yeah. That sounds so, fascinating. It yeah. is. It's really fascinating. Like I said, even though it's like assigned in yoga teacher trainings and stuff, it's also just like, it doesn't even talk about yoga whatsoever. It's, it's really like just life applicable. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's awesome. And so a lot of going, athletes get a lot out of it too. Um, from what I've noticed, they really enjoy it and helps with mindset and whatnot. So, yeah. so mm-hmm. going off of that, since it is assigned in yoga teacher training, which I didn't even know that you were doing, um, how important is your yoga practice to you? Oh my God. <laughs> like, <laughs> <do you laughs> all day. <laughs> it's so important to me. It's so important to me. And like one of the things, like one of the first things that they teach you and like, not that I really know this cause I haven't technically like gone through it yet, but this is kind of something that they talk about like in yoga classes in general. It's like yoga isn't the practice of movements. It's not, it's not, that's asana, which is uh, like a Sanskrit word in yoga. Um, yoga is like everything. Yoga is going for a run. Yoga is taking time in the morning to take a deep breath. Yoga is like cooking your mom, like dinner. Yoga is swimming outside in the sun. Like yoga is all of these things that we don't necessarily think of or think about it that way. It's, it's the practice of pure like thoughts and intentions. Um, so that is so important to me hundred percent because I mean, that is my essential makeup at this point. And I mean, the actual practice itself is even like even more important to me too. I would say like now than it was, um, like it's gotten more and more important to me where I rely on it so much now, um, Mm -hmm. for clear, clear thoughts and, um, and especially making decisions, I'll go and do a flow or, um, I mean, yoga is journaling, right? Like things like that, that that is considered yoga, um, at the end of the day. So yeah, I don't know if that answers your question. No, it does. Yeah. (laughs) That is like, so people wanting to get into yoga, how would you, like, if they're at like the very beginning stages, like Brendy and I are actually, we started it together earlier this year. Yeah. (laughs) Brendy's like super duper into it. It's very hard for me because I feel like my mind goes like a million different places, but so for surface level beginners, like Brendy and I, what would you recommend that we do? Like, is there like videos or going to a class? What do you think the best way to go about it is? Um, most yoga studios have like a couple of different practice styles. It depends on what kind of yoga studio you go to. So, you know, you could go to a Bikram yoga studio, which is a little intense. Mm -hmm. Um, there's Hatha yoga. There's, uh, there's all sorts of different types of yoga, but most of the time they have like class sheets and it's like, you know, for beginners or kind of like Mm -hmm. all, all levels welcome, which I really appreciate the studios that say all levels welcome because it's one of those things where it's, you are in there for your practice and Mm -hmm. you can scale it to such, right? So those people that are just, you know, taking, you know, downward dog. Meanwhile, you've got the people that are in upside down. (laughs) (laughs) It would not be me. (laughs) The rafters, you know, like (laughs) Um, it just, it just like, yeah, the, the yoga for all levels or like that, that's a great class to go to. And 
one of the things that I love too is that like yoga is like one of the purest like not most non-judgmental places in most yoga studios. That's what I feel across the board time and time again. And everybody's at the end of the day focused on themselves. So, you know, you may go in there as like a beginner, um, you know, but nobody's paying attention there. It's like, it's kind of like one of those theories where it's like, take what you need. Like that's, Mm -hmm. that's the premise. It's like, take what you need. And eventually you'll be able to take or do more. um, And eventually you'll kind of progress in your skill sets. And that just kind of comes with, like at the end of the day, you're mentally going to also see that same thing. You're mentally going to become like a little bit more intricate and like tough and, um, you know, clear minded. And so sometimes when you start to see those patterns, your, your practice also like progresses. So they're very like closely tied, but the yoga for all levels is great. The yoga for beginners is great. Especially if you're just looking at that, I usually all like studios have those class schedules posted online or like in, in the studio that you can find. And also there's great resources online too. Like, mm-hmm. like YouTube has been my best friend. You can do zoom <laughs> yoga at this point, like with all the things we have going on during this quarantine it's like youtube and zoom are great because you just learn how to underwater basket weave you know (laughs) (laughs) backyard and cool at the end of this like learning (laughs) so yeah all right well thank you for those two resources definitely we will leave the link to i'm assuming the book is like on amazon or something they could probably get it anywhere correct Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Amazon. It's in pretty much all bookstores. It's yeah. All Untethered right. Soul by Michael Singer. And it's got like this, it's got this like legendary horse. that's like, running <laughs> on it. like everybody knows that that's on unho- like the Untethered Soul. Like, like uh, coverage. <laughs> okay. Awesome. Well, we will leave that. And then um, maybe some links to like YouTube videos that you could provide yeah, us for, um, sure. for yoga, if anybody wants to get into that, but moving on, we, the next portion of our episode for those who are inf- unfamiliar is we like to talk about um you know pop culture or trending topics and abby before had mentioned what everybody else is talking about at this time which is the coronavirus and she had said that she has some theories behind it um and what it the makeup of it is so do you kind of want to jump into that for us and what your thoughts are on coronavirus at this time given that you are super like knowledgeable and research and do a lot of kind of like the back end work to legitimize um you know Opinions. Yeah, absolutely. Well, first of all, it is a real virus. Like we all know that at this point. I think there's like theories. People are like, it's not like it's, it's not real. Like uh, this is just this is this is just the flu. They're just calling it. You know, like, like there's like a lot of like, those things. And right. so, um, like it is, it is a real virus, right? Um, I don't believe it came about the way they said it did. Um, and that's just like from my personal opinions of my family are all in the government and we, my, my grandma specifically actually is. And we, ju- I just have a lot of res- reservations on the way it kind of came about um, or, or the way it was said to have come about. And I also think that it is really harped upon in the news right now more so than mm-hmm. I think, I, I don't know how to say it, like I think there's a lot of misinformation out there, right? Um, For sure. I think Mm -hmm. they're reporting deaths that weren't actually from maybe this virus and and other causes of death, but they're all lumping it together because they don't know. And then Mm -hmm. there's also this other factor Mm -hmm. of we only just started taking precautions like, you know, end of February into March for this said situation, whereas 
this has been around since maybe January, if not before that. And you don't think that there were yeah. people coming into the country for a month from Wuhan and other places. There probably at this point were 3 million plus people that got Corona in the U.S., had it, and then recovered just fine and, and without maybe anybody necessarily detecting it. Um, mm-hmm. There was a lot of reported cases of flu like symptoms and people coming in and getting treated for the flu, but the things that they were prescribing for the flu treat, they weren't working. So there was this whole group of thousands Mm -hmm. of individuals across the country back in January, you know, like, yeah, had, had these symptoms. And, And what we know is it's incredibly contagious. So we're reporting these statistics and these numbers that we have that I think are, not necessarily true at all. And I think most people would probably agree with that. Even the mainstream media would probably agree. Um, So yeah, that's like just the start of what I believe. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, And do you think, you think there's like an end to all of this or like, when do you think all of this is going to calm down? Because like you said, the um, media is saying one thing and then like Brendy and I are talking about this daily and Brendy's like, there's going to be another wave and all of that kind of stuff. So do you have any theories on that? I think it's a lot less dangerous than there. I mean, I don't want to say that because that's not necessarily true and it affects everyone differently and it's very bio-individual, so I like want to throw that caveat out. But I do believe that it is a little bit less than, than they're making it out to be. But what is really frustrating for me is that most people that are coming down with my moderate to severe cases, right, have two to three pre-existing conditions. So it's people, we have a chronically sick mm-hmm. population that we're seeing this virus take by the neck. Like, I mean, and that's really at the end of the day, that's what this is about. This is about the fact that our population is chronically sick, but we're blaming it on an unknown virus. Our, our bodies were designed to fight viruses. That is literally the human body and every single organism. Like, I mean, talking animals, everything, now, granted, it doesn't always happen that way, but we're designed to fight viruses and 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 to build immunity. That is the way the human body works. And so, what I see is I see a I see a flawed system of our food, our agriculture, our environmental pollutants, all of these things factoring up to the fact that we now have a very sick population that is far more susceptible to a virus like this than they ever than we ever should be. And the reason why you see yeah. the issues in Italy that you did. And also the issues in China that you did is because one, one China, an incredibly polluted, polluted area. Also, everybody f- smokes there, mm-hmm. right? So, so the cases are going to be crazy there because it is an acute viral respiratory illness. And then when you talk about Italy in general, Italy is an aging population. They're the second oldest population in the world uh, behind, I can't remember, Japan, I believe. So yeah, Japan. When you're looking at that, you're looking at countries that are susceptible already, right? And and our country is no different. We are incredibly susceptible because of the things that we've allowed in the country for the last century, right? Or the, the last decades. Um, so we just promoted a chronically sick population and then subjugated them to this at the end of the day without yeah. information, yeah. correct information or mm-hmm. education. And then the other component is the fact that there, I think there, there's an ulterior agenda behind all of this. And that's like a whole nother rabbit trail. 
Ooh, yeah. love a conspiracy. <laughs> like yeah. yeah. We'll do a whole separate yeah, episode on really. that. <laughs> yeah. It's it's a lot. It's a lot. And it's important to be informed as to what's going on. I mean, at the end of the day, there are states that are under quarantine and there are states that are not under quarantine right now. And if you look at certain states that are in quarantine, it's really head scratching because they also have I don't know. It's, it's a lot, but I mean, I saw something the other day. It's like, that's like putting a peeing section in a swimming pool. It's like, it's not going to (laughs) work. So, so my whole theory is, is like, why are, if, if this is so serious, why are flights still running? Why are like certain things like happening? Why are certain Mm -hmm. states like not in lockdown? Like why are certain states Mm -hmm. in like martial law, like quarantine, you know? So Yeah, I don't think that this is about the virus. I think it's they're dealing with something else. And I also believe that they're doing something that has to do with 5G cell towers. And that's something else completely. Oh, I know. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, that's my theories on Corona. (laughs) 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 So. All right. Well, moving on from coronavirus and all of Abby's theories, which I'm sure that we could do like a whole episode yeah. just yeah. on like conspiracy theories, which Brendy would love because she is a big uh conspiracy theory girl um we want to kind of get like go from the ground up essentially in introducing who you are and all of the things that you love and are are important to you so could you tell us maybe where you grew up um and also what made you passionate about this wellness health and biohacking space essentially I'm not sure if you're originally from North Carolina or what so that's why we wanted to include this in our episode of course yeah so I was born in Raleigh and then at two I moved to Cincinnati Ohio and I was there for 10 years. I was, um, I didn't really like it. It was very gray. Not a lot to do there, obviously. So I had, like, the childhood. <laughs> I, like, remember that from my childhood. I was like, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. it's, it's good. I, like, rode a lot of horses and did, like, some other random things. But um, <laughs> it was kind of, like, sick there because it just, like, wasn't a super healthy place to live. Probably didn't have enough vitamin D. Mm-hmm. I was just always sick. and yeah. I had, like, respiratory issues, all sorts of stuff. So, um, Yeah. I started eating healthy, I would say probably actually in middle school because I was like always sick and I was like, well, I, you know, at least do want to eat healthy, you know, like in that, that my head had always kind of gone there. I was like, okay, well, if I'm sick, like, you know, maybe I should at least like try to eat things that are good for me. Right. So very yeah. like, even though I was like very like ground level in terms of my approach, it started pretty young. Yeah. Um, so then I moved to Charlotte, North Carolina. My dad works for the Hershey Chocolate Company, actually. He's in Oh, my gosh. That's cool. so cool. Yeah. So, well, he's now on the Amplify side of the brand. So Hershey has a sub sub um, company that basically buys health and wellness companies, actually. So so Amplify bought Skinny Pop. He helped acquire, like, One Bars, um, a few other brands, oh, cool. Jerky, like, random stuff. Yeah. So <laughs> it's funny. The, like, joke has always been, like, he's promoting, like – you know, disease and I'm trying to, find. <laughs> um, but yeah, no. So he, uh, moved, we moved for the job there. There's a Hershey uh, actually office in like Norman area or, um, I think it moved actually recently. Um, but yeah, it's towards that way. And so I moved from here when I was like eighth grade, um, and has been like in, uh, North Carolina up until last year when I moved to, to California. So, um, did my mm-hmm. high school at a private school in Concord, North Carolina. So just outside of Charlotte, kind of North, North of Charlotte, I'm like, yeah, North, 
yeah so I did that and then um I ended up applying to a couple different colleges I got denied from Chapel Hill and my brother and I was like oh, oh wow okay, um that was really <laughs> bummed about that but yeah so applied to a couple different colleges got into a good amount like but didn't really like anywhere that I had gone so I like I toured like UNCW I toured like Eastern Carolina like all those schools and I thought they were awesome but um I really liked Charlotte's campus and even though it was like nothing like what it is now it's like even in the four years like I'm like wow what the heck um but I was just like super drawn to it and also the city of Charlotte so I was like you know what like even though it's still close to home I kind of just I want to go here because I really like it so that yeah. started out my journey. I started out as a biology major, actually. Been and there. I, <laughs> oh, girl. I'm like, I was sitting, I remember I was sitting in like plants, plant biology. It was like biology. And we were like learning Botany. of plants. Yeah. You know, something like that. I had, I can't even remember her name, but she was obsessed with like butterflies. She's like my professor. And I was like, this is just so not what I want to be doing. I was like, I was like, is there anything that has to do with like humans in this? Yeah. Like, I just started doing a little research and then I found out that there was like an entire major and the kinesiology department was dedicated to that. And I was like, okay, so maybe I won't go to med school, but like at least I'll find something else that I, you know, really enjoy in the sciences. And honestly, my family was like, what are you gonna do with exercise science? Are you gonna become a personal trainer when you graduate? Like, what what do you do? I was like, I don't know. I'm going to figure it out. Okay. (laughs) That's funny. Pretty good move because now, like, the health and wellness industry is absolutely booming. And I think it's Mm -hmm. increased and get even more so um, like that with, like, you know, everything that's going on right now. Um, And I think people are going to start realizing that, like, preventative measures and, you know, proactive care. For sure. Like, for themselves is super important. So I only see the industry growing, um, at this point and yeah, it feels good. Cause it's like, you're kind of, I started out kind of when I was on the curve of like, Oh, this might like be a trend mm-hmm. that starts kind of taking its yeah. course, but yeah. So it was fun. Yeah. It was kind of 30,000 again. <laughs> yeah. So, so as oh, someone good. that has grown up on the East Coast and you just recently moved to California last year, how would you say it compares like the way that we view health and wellness um, on the East Coast, e- on the East Coast versus the West Coast? Like what changes have you really noticed? Is it a stark difference? Is it pretty similar? What does it look like? Oh my gosh. Night and day. It's night and really? day. Really? Yeah. <laughs> and well, and maybe like I start to, I, when I travel, I see it in the cities, like, like the hubs of the cities. Like I see the starts, Mm -hmm. but there's just nothing quite like what they're doing out West yet here. Um, Charlotte's doing really great actually, to be honest, like Charlotte's one of the cities that I would say is on the upper, like edge of, of being Mm -hmm. kind of progressive with that as well as like Austin, Texas is eons ahead of everywhere else um uh, Austin Texas is like the wellness hub of the country um as well as LA and um and the Bay Area but yeah it's weird when you look at the places like here and you see the difference um for example even just like I came back here and I was like wow the produce just tastes so different like it's crazy wow I noticed stuff like that now yeah like cooking is a little bit different here like because like everything tastes 
different. Um, I can't explain it. It, it, And everything is just way more accessible um, in California, to be totally transparent. I mean, farmer's markets around every single corner. People are growing their own gardens. And a lot of that has to do with climate and stuff like that. But it's also just a very mindful um, and sustainably practiced community, the one I live in specifically. So I live in Santa Cruz, California, which is an hour south of it's like an hour and a half south of San Francisco. Um, if you take highway one, you just go, you just jot right up to San Francisco from Santa Cruz. Um, and then it's like a 35 minute drive from San Jose. Um, so those two areas are obviously very tech involved and those places are a little bit more highly charged with like energy and just like people that are just go, go, go kind of those unhealthy, like corporate, like, (sighs) You see that, yeah. <laughs> but along the coast, it's—I mean—that's where I'm at. It's—it's it's very different, and um, I, I'm really appreciative because I come back here and I like want to bring some of those same shared values and practices that everybody has out there here. You know, you like want to continue it. I mean, everybody's meditating every single day. Everybody's buying and selling organic food. I need to go out there. That's where I want to be. <laughs> it's crazy there's little like just local communities I think of the coffee shop I work at like uh the guy that sits next to me in the coffee shop is Guy Kawasaki I don't know if you guys know who that is but he's like from Silicon Valley he was like one of the he launched the Macintosh computer like oh oh, cool yeah and he like like dropped everything he's like a philanthropist now and like does like a bunch of other stuff but um dropped everything and just like moved to the coast and he was like it's just so much healthier Mm -hmm. than anywhere else like every morning waking up yeah. going to the beach um so I know but it's it's weird too because it's not accessible to everyone so yeah it's, it's one of those like give and takes where yeah. people are like so like what like what's the difference and I like hesitate I hesitate because I want to be like I'm never coming back but I realize that that's also super insensitive because like not everybody might necessarily have that like opportunity to mm-hmm. do some of those things yeah. so um, yeah, it's just working with what you have. Um, I think they just have kind of figured out the curve a little bit sooner in terms of the wellness world. Yeah. Um, so why, um, you said you live in Santa Cruz. So why did you like, did your job oh, bring yeah, you there or why not live in like, LA or like, you know, one of like a big, yeah. I don't, I'm honestly not familiar with California outside of like LA. Yeah. Um, so why it's Santa so funny, Cruz? like everybody like that flies into LA, they're like, Hey, flying into LA. Um, can I hang out with you? Like want to meet up? I'm like, Hey, do you have nine hours to drive North? <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> do, you, do you have a few hours, a few hours to kick it? Um, yeah. yeah, no, the California coast, like I, the first six months I lived there, I didn't even know. I didn't know where anything was, but, um, I originally moved out there for my job. Um, after I graduated, uh, clean juice was like, Hey, we have some area develop. I had these area developers, um, that basically what they do within a brand, like, I don't know if you guys have understand the franchising concept, but like there will be people that will buy a certain territory and they'll put X amount of clean juices or X amount of this restaurant, whatever. And they'll also be support to surrounding areas. So the idea was that we were going to do one in the Bay area. Um, there's one going on in, in LA as well. My colleague moved out there. Um, so, so the idea is that there are area developers that signed on to do X amount of units in a certain territory. And my job was kind of just to guide 
them in the right direction for things like marketing, for things like potential locations, employee development, training, blah, 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 blah. Um, so I originally had come on to do that and help these people build out, um, the Bay area and things didn't quite go necessarily as, um, any of us intended it to and there's actually somebody else now so they like long story short this this family they were gonna open quite a few clean juices and they ended up you know adopting a kid and having some other like crazy life trials so somebody else now is developing the bay area and i kind of act more as a consultant now so um, and the progress is going to be a little bit slower just because of the way that California operates. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I originally moved out there <laughs> for that, but, um, I realized that one, I liked to be like consulting and I liked, like, I liked the idea of being able to do stuff like remote and be able to travel. So mm-hmm. headquarter kind of brought me back on as like a consultant. You're going to do this, this, and this, you're going to coordinate this. And like, we're probably going to launch you to do like some travel in Baltimore here, here, and here. Mm-hmm. So now it's funny. Cause like the place that I live is completely irrelevant to my job. <laughs> like a bright, like 30,000 foot view of saying like, it doesn't really matter anymore. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's cool to be like, it was cool to have that opportunity to like get like moved out there for that. And like now I don't have to like move out there on my own, like for some reason. I like always wanted to be out there. Um, the circumstances are a little bit different, but yeah, now I'm just kind of, um, doing my own thing, working with a few brands here and there. And, um, I also coach orange theory, which is like the other thing. That's awesome. Really? Yeah. It's so much fun. That's so I know cool. Not many people know, not too many people know that, but yeah, I coach the one that's on the beach in Santa Cruz. There's like one, like, right on the Oh my gosh, that's insane. Yeah, it's fun. I love it. I love it. Well, I'm not coaching now (laughs) because... Yeah, (laughs) maybe remote, remote, maybe remote eventually. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) that's so funny. Um, So whenever people are doing, um, whenever they want to hop on these health trends um, and kind of like what's coming ahead, especially like us on the East Coast, because we're not as progressive as, you know, the West Coast or other parts of the world, um, what do you think is the most important thing that people can do when conducting their own research? Um, yeah. And then also, what are kind of some of the top lies that people believe about health? This is such a... It's really... The, the number one thing that I hate is when a product, an organization, a brand, whatever the case may be, stereotypes an entire population for one thing, mm-hmm. one, one product, one way of eating, one whatever. That is probably my number one concern when I hear something like that um, because everything is so bio-individual it's just, it's a joke. It's, it's almost laughable when I hear like some of the products that are coming out, like, you know, um, you know, this kombucha cures everybody's gut problems. It's like, that's almost impossible because there are billions of cultures in the gut and you might have X, Y, and Z, whereas I have, you know, A, B, and C and something that might be feeding bad bacteria in my gut could be feeding great bacteria in your gut and you're going to feel great. I'm going to feel like shit. So it's like, 
and that goes for, and that's just like one example, but that's just like for any product. And so my whole thing is like, you know what, if it sounds interesting to you, try it, see how you feel. It's kind of like intermittent fasting. I think there's a lot of benefits for most people with it. Um, that's one of the only things that I would say, like I would see a majority of our population would probably benefit from something like that. Um, but it's like, it's yeah. like, try it, see how you feel. Don't go off of what, you know, like necessarily everybody's saying, but if it sounds like it might help a problem that you currently have, then be your own guinea pig, but also be cognizant of like your feelings and like your physiological changes and stuff. Um, and that's super important is I think people need to be more in tune with their own bodies and what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, and mm-hmm. I think not enough people understand um, yeah, I just feel like not enough people are in tuned yet. And I think that's kind of starting to come because we're having this wave of like mind, body and spirit practice. Um, so it's just kind of continuing that trend and being informed on yourself. So like Chan, you did the Everly well test, right? Like it's it, like, it yeah. gives you mm-hmm. insights as to what could, um, you know, what could be potentially. And, and again, you take things like that with a grain of salt, but it's like, it gives you a guide for yourself, not data on others and it doesn't mm-hmm. put you on a spectrum of like medium to bad or good to bad it, it puts you on a here's where you're at here is your reactions to x y and z specifically yeah i was gonna about. say want to break down to people who might be unfamiliar of like what the everly yeah, wells yeah. test is and possibly yeah, yeah. So an Everly Well test, um, they're a company that's kind of come out of the woodworks recently. Um, they were on Shark Tank, I think. Um, but they had a really, really mm-hmm. cool concept where you get a certain type of test shipped to your door, whether it's a thyroid panel test, whether it's a vitamin D test, you can do food allergies, which is what Shannon did. You can do indoor and outdoor allergies. I actually have that one on the way. Um, and, and, and it just, it gives you what you're sensitive to, right? So you, t- you take your, you just prick your finger and give a little blood work, right? Yeah. You did not tell <laughs> me that. I thought that I was just going to have to spit into a tube. <laughs> oh my gosh. Blood <laughs> work is really important. Okay. <laughs> I know. But I was not prepared for that. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I like sometimes I like, I'm pretty sure I didn't tell a few people that. And they were like, Abby, what the heck? And I was like, I thought you guys knew. (laughs) Um, No. Yeah. No. But I mean, and so specifically for like the food test, it tests your immunoglobin G levels, which is so, oh my God, this is going on another tangent. There's immunoglobin E which is like what you'll test like usually typically at an allergist that you'll see like anaphylaxis or immediate allergic reaction where your throat's closing. Not all foods do that to us, right? There's some foods that like cause underlying symptoms two to three days later. And you're like, why the heck do I feel like crap all the time? It's usually because you're eating something that's creating gut permeability or your, you know, inflammation in your body two to three days after you've eaten that food and you would never know. So the theory, and I don't know how efficacious this is, but the theory is that like immunoglobin G, and that's what's tested in Everly Well, it might be able to like find sensitivities as opposed to full-blown reactions. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of the premise. And um, again, super bio-individual, and I think that's the most important part about anything. Um, They're actually, Everly Well actually is doing at-home COVID-19 tests now. So Wait, I, I did not that. see that. Yeah, they've been working with the government. Mm-hmm. Julia at Everlywell has been working with the government really closely, and they're they're creating stuff that you can get sent to the house so you can test yourself. Wow. Um, but they work with third party labs, so you think of like LabCorp and some of those other places you've probably seen that you get blood work sent to mm-hmm. if you go to a doctor. And the other thing about this too is is that it's it's private, right? So it's 
Um, you're, you don't necessarily have to go to your doctor and talk about all of your symptoms because at the end of the day, the healthcare system is keeping track of all of that stuff. So, um, which is a good thing. That is a good thing, but also that can affect things like your insurance and other stuff. So exactly. sometimes you just want to find out mm-hmm. if you're allergic to eggs and not have the doctor behind you going, <laughs> well, you're allergic to eggs and, and this and that, and wow, you're kind of risky. You're kind of at, you're kind of a high risk for the healthcare insurance companies, you know, whatever, mm-hmm. whatever it is, but that's just being a little bit on edge, I guess. But the privacy is awesome. Mm-hmm. And so what do you think, um, I know that we've been talking about East, East Coast versus West Coast, but um, America as a whole, what do you think we can do in order to be um, more healthy overall? Well, stop putting 5G towers up. That would probably be first and foremost. <laughs> I like, yeah, that <laughs> to start. Um, we're going to see really like some really serious things happen with the health of our nation in the next few years. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, I mean, that's total total tangent but I think honestly um like I've been giving like some advice to individuals that are trying they're like what do I do to prevent myself from you know getting COVID-19 and it's like well strengthen your that's me yeah me on your Instagram DM asking you know, everything I can great, to stay healthy it's great because it's like it opens up the conversation because it's it's questions that like everybody's searching for answers for right now like none of us know um I'd say the biggest thing is like strengthen your immune system. It doesn't matter what you're exposed to. If, if that's the case, like if you have a strong immune system, like it doesn't matter what you're exposed to, like your body will take care of whatever that is. I mean, like the body comes down with Mm -hmm. cancer four times in life. And usually it's the strength of your immune system that takes out that cancer in the body. Um, and, and that goes the same for viral load and other pathogens and whatnot. Um, but I, I think it's, it's cooking with herbs. It's eating really mindfully and figuring out what works for you and what doesn't. And, and, um, we have this weird, like cheat culture where it's like, Oh, it's cheat day, this cheat day, that. And, and it's like, just do what feels good for your body. Like you don't have to intermittent fast every day, but like be in tune with what's going on. If you don't feel hungry, don't force yourself to eat breakfast. It's, it's little things. It's like move your body. It's, it's like, I don't know, some of the more like just remedial tips that I feel like we could get people on a crazy like change in, in lifestyle. Um, yeah. And to break it down for those who might be unfamiliar, what is intermittent fasting? Yeah, intermittent fasting is a restricted window of eating. So window of time, I should say for eating, it's not calorie restriction. That's, that's a common misconception though. You typically will eat a little bit less calories in the day if you do time restricted eating. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, it's, it's, um, it's a, it's a window of time that you don't eat and you let something called, cellular autophagy kick in. And what that does is it allows cells in the body that need to die, die. Um, like kind of like programmed cell death. So, so things in the body that are harmful toxins that can be removed cells that could originally turn into things like cancer, um, stuff like that. It, It, your body, when it's in a fasted state takes care of those things. Um, and so the food industry has done a wonderful job of making everybody believe that breakfast is the most important meal of the day. And that couldn't be further from the truth. Um, especially for males, we are seeing the lowest testosterone levels we've ever seen in males and infertility rates in women and men rising. And it's really because we are 
exposed environment, environmental and other foods that we shouldn't be like other toxins, all that stuff. But it's also like the fact that we're eating in much larger windows of time than we ever should be. And we're not letting our hormones cycle properly because of that. So it's this tangent, but the window itself of eating, it's usually like noon, you start your first meal. So like right around lunchtime, you would have your first meal. So if you want us to eat breakfast, do it like you can. Um, but then you stop eating at like seven o'clock at night. And so you fit fit all of your food that you would consume between noon and seven. So a seven hour window of time and the rest of that day slash night is going to be dedicated to your body removing things that it doesn't need. Processing things, especially in the gut. This is what I talk about a lot, but like you've got bad bacteria that can overgrow in the gut. You've got good bacteria that can die in the gut. A lot of times what happens with cellular autophagy and intermittent fasting is you're letting certain bacteria in your gut that needs to get be get, like gotten rid of. It can, it can do that. Your body has the time to do that. Your body has the resources to do that now because it's not constantly metabolizing food. So um, that's just one aspect of what it does. But it's, it's, um, it's a very beneficial um anti-inflammatory routine or exercise and it's a it's essential to my life yeah my diet I mean if I eat too much or if I whatever the night before I'll go straight into a day of just fasting until a certain time and I feel a lot better because of it um so yeah Yeah. that's kind (laughs) of Okay. Um, so speaking about health and wellness, um, and how intermittent fasting should, um, is something that a lot of people should consider looking into, what would you say in terms of like, um, physical activity? So like hiking, um, running, biking, what would you say might be, um, the most beneficial for people to look into? Um, especially since a lot of people don't have access to gyms right now. A lot of gyms are closed and things like that. Um, yeah. 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 You know what? Oh my gosh. Just get your heart rate up. Like any way that your heart rate up. I'm like, I'm talking, if you are playing with your dog in the backyard and your heart rate got up, I'm proud. Like that's, that's awesome. Like anything that gets your heart rate up, um, you know, especially being in, yeah, trapped indoors and trapped on your property. It's just kind of like, it feels like you're like, oh, I just want to be lazy. It's like, you're going to feel 10 times better if you get your blood flowing. So I really enjoy things personally like swimming in the backyard like or you know wherever I know that's right now it can be challenging depending but um yoga even just like getting a flow stretching like and that's some of the lower impact stuff looking up youtube videos um I love a place I love a a YouTube channel. It's like super old, but it's great. And I've used it so much called X hit abs. Um, and it's like online it's, it's on YouTube and they have like exit booty and like all sorts of stuff. And it just takes you through these circuits <laughs> and then like counts down the, the, the interval times for you. You don't even have to do that. Like the work is taken out for you. Um, and yeah, YouTube is your greatest resource. There's a lot you can do at home. I've been lifting laundry detergent. So like there's that, like I've been doing like movement, like primal, like laundry detergent workouts. So that's good. Orange theory is putting out workouts online that you can do. So that's really cool too. That's like for the public and it's like also for our members, but, um, it's just like, it's at our fingertips now more than ever. And we really have no excuse to mm-hmm. be you know, not moving yeah. at this point yeah. since we have all this time on our hands too. Yeah. Like everybody used to be like, Oh, I don't have time to work out. Like I've got such a crazy day. It's like, 
at the end of this, it's like you don't lack time. You just lack discipline. And that's mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. the same for pretty much everything in yeah. span of time. Yeah. So, yeah. so with the exception of um, the coronavirus, what would you say is like your go-to workout on an average day? Oh, so it just I – am somebody that has to constantly change it up like I literally have to change up every single thing in my life all the time like go 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 like million million of things I never do the same workouts a day in and day out because I'll get bored as a joke um so one day I might be orange theory I love the orange theory classes I love rowing I love running I I love to feel like I'm gonna die at the end of it like it's like (laughs) (laughs) this is the worst but like he's like oh god that sounds awful yeah well the cool part about orange theory is it's very scalable like I mean it's like every there's something for everybody there and it's you know if I'm not feeling it one day I'm power walking like on, in in the uh, in the workout, so that's awesome, and I love that. I like to swim the coast of California sometimes. I'll hop in the. I'm like that sounds yeah. like a dream. Well, it's a dream until you feel the water. It's like super cold. I'll do like the polar plunge style. Um, oh. My boyfriend and I got into like a really good routine uh, before we came to North Carolina. We got in a really good routine of um, of uh, like doing beach workouts and then going and jumping in the water after. So that was like, ah, man, like just body weight circuits, like nothing crazy, you know, things like planks, like, um, just, you know, air squats, like, you know, just challenging each other to push up challenges. Like even some of the basic stuff that just gets the blood pump in. Like I love those types of days. Cause mm-hmm. I just, there's nothing like that. There's Yeah. What, so what does a typical day look like for you from like the time that you wake up until the time that you're hitting the sheets at (laughs) nine o'clock if you're still doing that? It's still, it's still very, uh, still there. I've been staying up later though with the whole Netflix thing now. I never watch TV (laughs) ever. I don't even have a TV at my house and I don't actually let my laptop be connected to Wi-Fi at the farm I live on. Um, but I, have recently digressed into a couple of them. <laughs> Who is this? <laughs> um, yeah, no, uh, the time I wake up, some mornings it's super early. Um, to, uh, like a, one of the weekdays, like I'd get up super early. I might coach the 5 and 6 a.m. classes at Orange Theory or maybe the later ones, like 8 and 9. Um, and then I'll usually, like, go to a coffee shop for a solid five to six hours. There's one on 41st Avenue in Santa Cruz, which is, like, the main, like, local strip in Santa Cruz that goes, like, to the cliffs and the beach and mm-hmm. stuff. I'll go work at this coffee shop called Cat and Cloud, and it's really cool because it's, like, a bunch of, like, entrepreneurs that go and like work there and or like freelancers or contractors and they all like you know everybody kind of knows each other and so we all like say hey to each other and have meetings there and stuff um but it's just like a good like healthy environment to work in so I'll do that um if I coached in the morning I'll usually work out in the afternoon if I coach like in the afternoon I'll work out in the morning um so yes that could usually look like me just getting up and uh uh, across the street from my farm the farmhouse that I live on is the beach so I'll usually just pop it into the car and go to the beach access and um and do like a beach workout like running in the sand with bare feet and then wind down to the afternoon um do more work work and work and then my best friend who who actually is a professional uh ufc fighter or not ufc anymore um he's a 
professional like MMA fighter. He's with Bellator. Um, he lives right below me on the farm and he also dates one of my other best friends. So we all kind of have a good dynamic group and sometimes my boyfriend's there and we'll cook dinner together on the farm. We call it like farm dins. So that's so so much fun. I love it. And we'll, we take like the horses out and we'll like brush them and I'll ride like in later afternoon sometimes like I'll ride or something. Uh, it just kind of depends. Like it just kind of depends on the day what's been thrown. Mm -hmm. Recently I've like forgotten what my routine is because it's changed so much but yeah I think everybody's yeah. in that same boat yeah and then other days I'm like in San Jose a good amount or San Francisco sometimes so like San Jose my boyfriend has a restaurant in San Jose and um and so I'll, like sometimes I'll go I'll go there um do whatever so um have meetings so no, no two days look the same no, for you never it's constantly varied oh my gosh <laughs> constantly varied 100% it's like it, one day it's like I'm hanging out in Santa Cruz the next day. I drove all the way to Big Sur or LA and I'm like, wow, why did I do this? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I can't sit still. So that's, that's always good. (laughs) It's been weird though. Cause I do travel a lot actually for work too. So I haven't like gotten, I will, all my trips have been canceled. Mm -hmm. All of them. Obviously. So I'm like being like, "Ah." (laughs) when you're traveling, how do you like find the time to work out or do you just do like stuff on YouTube and look at that or do you you know like get out your hotel and just do walks like what what does that look like for you yeah um well the cool part for a lot of the travel that I've done is actually it revolves around like health and wellness and meeting people in that space so um for example like a couple weeks back I was in LA we went to a couple different stu- gym studios mm-hmm. and it was really work related. And so it was like the workouts for me have kind of been like always yeah. incorporated to some capacity. Cause it's like, we're going to meet this gym owner or we're going to do, you know, this. And so that was, that has always been a super big blessing where I feel like, um, like the next trip I was about to go on is in, in Austin, Texas. And it was for paleo FX conference, which is like a health and wellness conference essentially. And it's like, you don't have to think about working out there. Cause it's like, they've yeah. got an entire gym set up and like this and that but when I do like struggle if I'm actually going on like some sort of consulting <laughs> trip and it's like you know it's grind 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 I'll honestly I get kind of lazy and I might like stretch in my room and then like go for like a jog mm-hmm. on the treadmill or outside depending on if I'm in like a city or something and I'll just like run because that's the only thing I have the mental yeah. capacity to do sometimes when you're on those work trips because it takes so much mental space to right. be like doing what you're doing that you just like want to shut off everything and just go. So yeah, running is usually the easiest thing for me to do in, in times like that or in cases like that. Um, just, yeah. sh- just shut down and run. <laughs> that way I don't have to think about right. anything. Yeah. I'm like at least I got to sweat in. I like definitely burn some calories and I'm panting <laughs> horse here now. <laughs> so so how many days a week would you say you work out it depends, it depends. or move move, move on. Yeah. you know I don't really pressure myself like I used to I had this very like unhealthy 
perfectionist pressure like mentality for myself to be like you're five days a week two rest days in between and it's like yeah that's not how life works and so my Mm -hmm. routine is a lot more fluid now I would say some days I have two workouts like and it's like wow I didn't expect that and then it's like I'm on my second day right now of not working out haven't worked out yesterday haven't worked out today just kind of laying low um but I would say an average a week at least moving five to six times a week um and some of the movements Mm -hmm. are very slow like some of those days are very slow days of like just going on a hike or just getting outside walking down to the beach or you know jogging recovery jog whatever and then I would say probably like two to three days a week it's heavy intense workout it's you 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 definitely moved and I really like hot pilates and hot yoga so that's like if I'm there in back in California I usually am doing that a couple times a week or slow flows just depending and yeah, I, I like that differentiation yeah. between working out and moving your body. I kind of like how you gear towards moving your body and not saying yeah. like, "Oh, every workout has to be super intense." Oh, no, that's the fastest way to burn out. Honestly, at this point, like, my God, I burned out a few times doing. I was doing like really crazy CrossFit, like probably like two years ago now, a year ago now. Uh, no, two years ago, and I mean, I torched my body. I mean, it was. Granted, I was in the best physique of my life, even though I was honestly on the point where I didn't even look that good because I was like, it was too too consuming. And uh, I really messed up my hormones doing that. And I messed, like, I messed up my body, like, bad, honestly, doing that. And, yeah, I don't think I'll ever do that again, honestly. It's it's not worth it. (laughs) It's not worth it. No, not it. Yeah. Um, and so in looking ahead, what are your big plans, Abby Farrow? You mentioned earlier that you filed for your own company. So are you going to be the next CEO of Clean Juice if that were ever to come or president of health and wellness in America? Oh my gosh. It's so funny to speculate. Like everything's so, like so uncertain. I have so many like things I want to do, so many projects. I love being on projects specifically and I love being mm-hmm. on the ground level of like certain projects. Um, and I love working with athletes. So I've toyed around with a few things. I recently met like down in LA with, um, an agent for like a uh, Wasserman sports agency, like, you know, just like kind of networking and see like what, you know, what I could potentially, you know, get my hands on. Um, cause I do love working with athletes and connecting people with brands and stuff. Um, so I have a feeling, I'll probably do some bigger projects down the road whenever, you know, maybe the founders of Clean Juice launch a new concept. Um, yeah. Like, mm. um, <laughs> oh. I mean, I don't know. It's, it's, yeah. it's a couple. It's, it's down the road. But uh, I'll, I'll yeah. probably be on something like that. And I love, um, you know, I love representing and helping, like, people you know, with their public platforms and stuff. Uh, but I'm also like probably going to launch my own product or two for sure. Um, working on like one right now for a brand called um, a cough drop. It's like, but it's spelled C O F F D R O P. And oh, it's like, that's coffee. cool. You drop it in your. Oh, cool. And it's like something you can like blend basically. Um, and it's like with cacao butter and a few other like really good ingredients so like i have a feeling i'll probably do stuff like that and like launch a journal we'll be your tester for yeah. that We're, yes yeah. <laughs> brandy well now that i found out from my everly well sport that i'm allergic to coffee oh my gosh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, so I can't imagine <laughs> i have nightmares about that <laughs> oh yeah gosh. it was it was very traumatic 
And so do you think that eventually you'll um, maybe, because I know that we've talked about it before and if you're comfortable talking about it now, do you think, you know, a book potentially or like your own company one day? Oh yes, your own podcast. Yeah, it's actually funny you guys say that. So I, um, my good friend in California and I have been working on the idea to launch a, a podcast awesome. as well, specifically yeah, for yeah, athletes. And in uh, it's kind of on hold right now, which sucks. But um, between our platforms. Um, I think we like definitely have some really good athletes that we could potentially work and partner with and do something like that. So that would be that that'd be the goal for the next year when I get back. And then also, yeah, I created something called the Body Journal, and I wanted to publish it once I was done with my yoga teacher training, mm-hmm. so I could make some adjustments if you know I mm-hmm. if need be. Um, but yeah, I I uh, it would basically be a journal that you can kind of keep track of your like physiology and psychology. It's mm-hmm. kind of like the marriage of the two and. Um, oh, I, like I kind of want it to be for like high, not high performers, but people that really care about keeping track yeah. of that stuff. And usually it's, you know, I'd say anybody that wants to keep track mm-hmm. of that stuff is usually a high performer and, and people that want to take it to the next level and, and really just, you know, f- identify their own patterns and stuff. So um, that would be honestly like a big goal of mine would be to like launch that in the next year. Um, there'd be a lot mm-hmm. of work that would surround that. And I definitely mm-hmm. want to get out of yoga teacher training first yeah but um yeah those just like some of the things and then I also want to help my um I want to help I want to do some marketing stuff with my uh my boyfriend and um his 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 restaurant concept and uh, yeah Yeah. just I like to have my hands dabbled in things like I can't imagine doing one thing for the rest of my life 100% not awesome (laughs) so yeah yeah it's gonna be good I'm super excited I'm so excited for the future. Yes. I just hope this all blows over soon. Like, yeah. I want this to be lifted. Yeah. I want to see my friends. I'm like, I want to see people. So, yeah. Well, Abby, thank you so much for being on today. Um, we've covered a lot of different topics about health and wellness, and I think everyone will really enjoy hearing your perspective. I know I have. Um, so do you have any tangible takeaways for our audience? This is usually just a piece of advice that we give um, people. And so it can be in regards to health and wellness. I don't know if you have um, something like athlete specific and non-athlete specific. I come, I don't know if Shannon told you this, but I come from a huge football family, huge athlete family. Um, no way. Yeah. Oh my God. That's awesome. Yeah. Both of my brothers play football. My dad played football at um, up until the college level, yes. tried to get drafted for a bit, didn't really work out, had an injury, long story short. Um, so yeah, do you got, do you have any pieces of advice for them or just in general? For sure. I would say for like the general overall, like public, my, like my, my most favorite like tip that I've been giving everybody, especially right now is to cook with as many herbs as you possibly can. Like that is like my number one, I would say like t- tip for anybody anywhere on any part of the planet right now it's like go and grab thyme oregano parsley like just everything like you name it like cook with it basil mint like all of those things because there's such like antiviral antibacterial antimicrobial like benefits in all of those um different plants and so yeah herbs are huge for Mm -hmm. me especially right now when you're talking about keeping up immunity and like turmeric and things like that um so that's like 100% my number one rule right now is like anytime I make a dish it's got to have at least like three herbs Mm -hmm. (laughs) like without um and fresh herbs if you can (laughs) like that's even better 
Um, but I'd say like in terms of like specific for athletes and people that are, you know, looking to improve their performance, um, play around with fasted workouts, see how you do, um, let your hormones cycle and kind of take over a fasted workout. Maybe you're just drinking a bulletproof coffee with like some MCT oil or some, you know, like some coconut oil in it where it's blended. Um, and then go for a faster workout, see how you do. Um, cause your hormones have incredible cycles and, and again, late into late morning, like your testosterone and like for girls, human growth hormone, things like that are cycling into the late morning. So like if you're a guy and you go for like a fasted workout, um, you know, with just a little bit of, you know, fats and coffee in your system, you might find that you're having the best performance of your life. Um, and, and that's not to say you do that every day, but just a few days a week, mm-hmm. that's really beneficial for you. Um, intermittent fasting is another big one for me. Um, just letting your body take care of damaged cells that it needs to, um, and letting your, your body recover, repair, whatever it needs to, whether it's your joints, whether it's your gut, whether it's your brain, whether it's your, you know, um, it's just, yeah, that I'd say those are my, those are my Hail Marys. Like, yeah. I'm like if I can do that, I got nothing. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Yeah. All right, you all. Well, Abby, thank you so much for coming on today's episode. We're going to leave Abby's Instagram. Um, She also has an Instagram for her mind body journal, which I am like a big advocate for. I love everything that she puts on there. So we'll leave that as well as the untethered soul book for you. And if you haven't checked clean juice out, you definitely need to. Um, It's an awesome organization, all organic all the time. It's all across the U.S. now. It's incredible the growth that they've amassed over the last several years. And until next Monday, that's, that's the BS. BS.